Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, Internet. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. Today is March 18th in the year 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. If you have not subscribed on Rumble, mash the button for God's sakes. Do I have to beg you people? Come on now. Guys, it's a big day today because the Don't Burn This Book, no, Don't Burn This Country. I'm going to have to get used to that. I'm really going to have to get used to that. You can still buy Don't Burn This Book, which I highly recommend, but Don't Burn This Country. The book tour tickets have gone on sale today. So first off, if you want to just straight up order the book, you can do that at DaveRubin.com book. And the book is out on April 10th, but you can pre-order it right now. But what I really wanted to tell you is that the tour tickets are now for sale for the general public. Do we have an image, an image for that? I think we do. We got something, right? Uh, there you go, people. We're going to be in Orlando, West Palm, Clearwater, Florida, Raleigh, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Washington, D.C., right in the swamp, West Nyack, New York, Brea, California, Oxnard, San Jose, Phoenix, and Denver, Colorado. Tickets are on sale. You can go to DaveRubin.com events. And at 10 a.m. local time, so East Coasters, you can get them right now. I believe Central Time, you can get them. West Coast, uh, it's in an hour or two. Uh, and each show, I'm going to give an hour talk. I promise every single show will be different. It'll be, sort of be loosely based on the book, but really what's on my mind that day? What's going on in the world? Maybe I'll just go up with a newspaper some days. We, we will see. I'm going to do some audience interaction. I'm going to give some stuff away. We're going to do a Q&A. And I will have a special guest for each show, which we'll be revealing some of them over the next couple of weeks. But I would like to tease you with a few of them. Uh, you may have heard of this Dennis Prager fella. He'll be joining me in Brea, California. So he'll do a little intro and the Q&A. Uh, Megan Kelly will be joining me in West Nyack, New York. Uh, Megan McCain will be joining me right there in the swamp in Washington, D.C., a woman who survived being on The View. I mean, my God, does anyone deserve a round of applause? Glenn Beck, my buddy Glenn Beck, will be joining me in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Benny Johnson will be joining in Clearwater, Florida. And we think, well, we're, we're 90% sure this one's happening. And I think if I say it aloud, then that'll force the universe to make it happen. Uh, Larry Elder should be joining me in Oxnard, California. And then we're going to add a whole bunch of people to the other shows. And it's just going to be a blast. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing you guys, shaking hands, meeting greets, throwing t-shirts into the crowd, all kinds of crazy stuff. Meanwhile, how's my... How's the shirt today? Right before we went live, there was a question if my shirt was too open. And then Phoenix goes, ah, it's Friday. Don't worry about it. So Friday, it's a little more open than usual. Uh, got a big show for you today. Uh, these people that we often talk about on this show, these Fauci's, these Biden, Saki's, Pelosi's, etc. I have come to the belief that none of them can say anything true. That we're actually at the point where they have crossed the Rubicon of insanity and they simply cannot utter one statement that is true. So we're going to talk about all of them, uh, but mostly Fauci in the first segment and Rand Paul, uh, who the great libertarian senator 
from Kentucky. Uh, he is making sure that Fauci is going to be pushed out and he's doing everything he can. It's an uphill battle, obviously, in the Senate to get rid of Fauci. But Rand Paul's doing everything he can. And Fauci, of course, wants more mandates to come back. So we're going to play you some clips on that. Then the, really the big story of the week is what should have been a big story about a year and a half ago before the election. But it turns out that the Hunter Biden laptop is legit. Now, we all knew it was legit. It was very obvious it was legit. The way it was being silenced on Twitter and in mainstream media made it more obvious that it was legit. Well, finally, the New York Times has admitted it's legit. And uh, we're now going to show you some juxtaposition of what these news outlets and pundits and blue check people were saying uh, back then versus what they are saying now. Uh, and then finally, the third segment, the Democrats want to destroy America. So that's the big show today. I don't need to really explain that one to you, do I? I don't think so. All right, here we go. So first up, uh, Anthony Fauci, the man who for the last two years has been sort of the unelected king of the United States, who has lied repeatedly, who has poured endless misinformation onto all of us, who has privately told people that masks don't work while telling people publicly to double mask, while always fudging the numbers, while pushing for lockdowns that we now don't work, no don't work, wanted vaccine mandates, which are now being repealed, all of the nonsense. He has lied about everything. I don't know what drives him, perhaps other than power. I really don't. Uh, but now that COVID seems to be going away and we're on to the new season of war, uh, he's thinking about bringing it back. Uh, and he was asked about what could happen. And uh, yeah, he's thinking about uh, restrictions again. We have to be careful that if we do see a surge as a result of that, that we're flexible enough to reinstitute the kinds of interventions that could be necessary to stop an additional surge. That could mean a return of mandatory masking, especially in areas of high transmission. No, 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 you freak. No more masks, no more mandates, no more passports. This thing is starting to get behind us and I have no doubt that you guys wanna bring it back. There's just no doubt. And I sense you'll really bring it back in the fall right before the midterm elections, and you'll try to freak everybody out, get everybody doing mail-in balloting, uh, mail-in you know, voting and all that stuff. Okay, fine. No more of this nonsense. You can wear a mask if you wanna wear a mask. There is no evidence that anything that you people did worked. And I just, I just don't understand, to be in the mind of someone that, that actually could hear Anthony Fauci now and be like, boy, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe we will need more forced control from the government. Maybe that guy deserves a little more of our respect and a little more patience and time to get this thing right. If any of the stuff that you said worked actually worked, then this wouldn't have been two years after two weeks to flatten the curve. No, Fauci, you're an evil, controlling, authoritarian maniac. And thankfully I live here in the free state of Florida. But if you live in a blue state and they start bringing this shit back, leave. But don't come here if you're not gonna vote the right way, I really mean that. Do not come to Florida. And I will discuss privately with the governor my situation where I'm you know, looking for moats that we're gonna put around houses with the gators. We're gonna get the Iron Domes from Israel. We're gonna keep people out. Uh, but you are welcome here if you wanna come here and fight for freedom and fight for liberty and fight for American principles and to keep states independent. But if you live in a state where they're gonna to listen to Anthony Fauci, and if you think that Anthony Fauci is worth listening to at this point. I don't know what to tell you. 
but a guy you should be listening to is Senator Rand Paul. He is basically trying to make sure that Fauci will not have any influence going forward. Well, tomorrow we'll have a health committee meeting and there'll be a bill presented and I will present an amendment that will get a vote on eliminating Anthony Fauci's position. I think we should eliminate his position, divide it into three and appoint three new directors that will be approvable by the Senate. The problem with having only one person and having everything go before him for like 40 years is that he has monopolized power and he's created a culture that's not conducive to scientific inquiry. You need people who question. That's what science is about. It's about questioning and putting forth your your hypothesis and then trying to prove it with experiments. But he's shown, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins have both shown that they, they're, they, they'll get into the mud. If you don't agree with their political opinions, they'll go after you. That's why the last time I had an exchange with Dr. Fauci, we asked him about some emails between him and Dr. Collins. And in the emails, he says, let's do a dramatic takedown of three scientists who they disagreed with politically. Well, when a person like Dr. Fauci controls $5 billion worth of money, it's not good that we have a really petty tyrant who wants to take down the people he disagrees with. And that's not conducive to scientific inquiry. So it's long past time that we remove him from government. You know the thing I've been saying a lot about how when someone's telling the truth, you kind of know they're telling the truth. And when someone's lying or fudging it, you know they're fudging it. Well, Fauci, if you listen to him from a moment ago, just, oh, we may have to do the thing again. And he doesn't give any evidence as to why it would work or whether it did work in the past or anything else. Compare that to Rand Paul talking about science and what scientific inquiry is all about and talking about the monopolization of power and the idea that this one man simply has too much power. I think you could argue that even if he was doing a good job, even if you're not sitting in the same exact position that I'm sitting in, which is that he's been a complete fraud and a disaster for the last two years. Uh, even if you say, okay, well, he, he sort of did an okay job. Why should one man have so much power in a way, not only is he unelected, but have so much power over administration to administration, right? He was working for the Trump administration. Now he's in the Biden administration. Um, at this point, why wouldn't you just say, all right, let's split up some of his power. So that's what Rand Paul's calling for, three different positions that would all be confirmed by the Senate. And that way they would be able to make independent uh, decisions related to health and COVID and all of those things. So who knows what the Senate's going to do? The Senate usually doesn't do the right thing. Um, you know, and it's a little hard to say how much power Rand Paul actually has in the Senate because we have so many, especially the, the virtually all of the Democrat side. I mean, they just, they just love the lockdowns. They love government power. So hopefully Rand Paul can get enough Republicans and maybe, a maybe, there's a couple sane Democrats in swing states that are like, uh, you know, the people don't like this crap anymore. So we shall see what happens. But man, no more. No more. You can't have any more. The only way this thing turns around is if good people. Yes, we can we can have senators like Rand Paul trying to fight the good fight. But the only way this thing actually ever turns around, because I guarantee you, even though it feels like we're getting this little reprieve on COVID right now, they are bringing it back. That is not a conspiracy theory. There will be COVID two, or they will, there will be the Unicron uh, variant, whatever, whatever it is, the Megatron, the Starscream, the Soundwave, Optimus Prime, the whole shebang, it's coming back. And we need to make sure right now, right now that we are not going to play this game again. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, the big story this week, of course, though, was that the Hunter Biden laptop 
which we were told was misinformation. We were told it was Russian disinformation. We were told that you can't tweet about it on Twitter or post about it on Facebook. The New York Post, which is one of the oldest newspapers in the United States, was banned on Twitter when they broke the story originally. And of course, they broke the story about a month before the election. And it was very relevant to the election because it had, well, there were all sorts of pictures on there, but there was also emails from Hunter Biden related to his dealings in Ukraine and the money he was getting as a consultant for Burisma, an energy company there. You think any of this is relevant right now as we've got this Russia-Ukraine situation going on? We were all told we were conspiracy theory theorists. If we talked about it, people were banned, suspended, the whole damn thing. Uh, it was There was a constant push that even if you said anything about it or even remotely said maybe we should think about it, that you were a Russian agent and the whole thing, well, ladies and gentlemen, turns out it was true, all of it. Yeah, it was true. The laptop, the emails, the pictures, the whole shebang, all true. And it's so true that even the New York Times, all the news that's fit to make up, even they have had to acknowledge that it is true. Here's the piece from the New York Times, the key part of the story in the New York Times from two days ago. People familiar with the investigation said prosecutors had examined emails between Mr. Biden, Mr. Archer, and others about Burisma and other foreign business activity. Those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appears to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop, which is exactly what everyone was saying a year and a half ago. The emails and others in the cache were authenticated by people familiar with them and with the investigation. In some of the emails, Mr. Biden displayed a familiarity with Farah and a desire to avoid triggering it. Okay, so let's really just sit with this for just a second. This thing, which a year and a half later we are being told is true, that could have completely changed the course of the election. Uh, was something we were not allowed to talk about a year ago. Now, why don't we, Connor, you did some fine work this morning. Can we put up some of the things that the mainstream media and the blue check people were saying about it? So on the right, you have the New York Times thing. Okay, I just read that to you. On the left, we're just going to show you things that they, these people and these news organizations were saying back then. To me, this is CNN. To me, this is just classic textbook Soviet Russian tradecraft at work. Former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, says uh, as authorities are investigating if recently published emails are tied to Russian disinformation effort targeting Biden. So James Clapper made that up and is a liar. Uh, Russian disinformation. NPR said, why haven't you seen any stories from NPR about the New York Post Hunter Biden story? Read more in this week's newsletter. And then, of course, there's the quote. We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. And we don't want to waste the listeners and readers time on stories that are just pure distractions. You, this is where you have to have some sympathy for all the blue pilled NPC, non-playable character, Democrat voting morons. You have to because they've swallowed this thing wholly. And the, by the way, the cognitive dissonance, they're not going to accept or even know what's happened now, because obviously mainstream media isn't going to fully embrace this story now because it would show that they were liars the entire time. I think we've got more from that racist crazy lady over on MSNBC, Joy Reid. Good for Joe Biden. No need to dignify a Russian hatchet job strained through Rudy's utter brokenness with a response 
We're not doing emails again, America. 18 days, just vote and ignore the nonsense. 18 days, yeah, 18 days and ignore the nonsense. The nonsense that turned out to be true. And by the way, Rudy was given the laptop and yeah, okay, lady. Politico back then, more than 50, uh, more than 50 former senior intelligence officials have signed to a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Boy, the Russians must, by giving us the truth, well, I don't know what the Russians are doing. This is very, very confusing. Here's this guy, Kyle Griffin, who's I think a former MSNBC clown, another blue checker. No one should link or share to that New York Post report. You can discuss the obvious flaws and unanswerable questions in the report without amplifying what appears to be disinformation. Look how many likes and retweets and all that. Here's Ben Rhodes, who used to work at the Obama administration, who's been wrong about absolutely everything and would love it if Iran had a nuke. The Republican freak out over not being able to spread disinformation unchecked demonstrates why you should not be able to spread disinformation unchecked. They know they have no political viability with the, without the capacity to spread lies. By his own words, he should be banned by Twitter because he is a misinformation specialist and, not, and he's wrong about everything always, but just he is a liar. He is a liar. These people all knew that they all somehow knew, right? How did they know that this thing was misinformation? It, now, of course, they didn't want the information to get out. So that's how they knew, but they didn't really just extraordinary. And by the way, there are probably 10,000, I am not kidding you, 10,000 other examples of that easily. There, there literally could be hundreds of thousands of examples of people on Twitter and all over the place. But I mean, major people, you could get thousands of other examples of that. None of those people will be punished. None of those people will be fired. None of those people will be called out. None of them will be suspended. But the truth was suspended a year and a half ago. And did that change the election? I don't know. And by the way, the most important piece of this the most important piece of what happened a year and a half ago is why did Twitter, especially Facebook did it too, but why did Twitter ban the New York Post account and suspend people for talking about this? How did that meeting happen at Twitter? Who was in charge? Was there a boardroom meeting? Was there a policy meeting? Was there a lawyer's meeting? Who was in charge of that meeting? And did those people, what was the information they used to decide to ban and suspend people for posting something that now turns out to be true. Did those people have any connection to the Democrats? Did they have any connection to the Biden campaign? Like what was the policy? If we don't find that out, we'll never get to the truth. And unfortunately, I don't think we'll find that out, but it just does tell you if you're on social media, we are playing a fixed game. We are all playing a fixed game where they can control the information. They can control the algorithms and who sees what and when they see it and what's true and what's misinformation and everything else. Here's a chronic misinformation specialist and liar in chief, Jen Psaki, on the Hunter Biden report. The New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware. Um, the president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment? I've pointed the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. Go ahead. Jen, I actually like what you did there. Did you just uh, refer the journalists to the Department of Justice about this situation? Because I don't know how corrupt they are at this point. I don't know if there's anything left over there, but maybe they should be looking into it because you know you just got caught, lady. 
Here's Joe Biden a little bit before the election saying how the whole thing is nonsense. And I really, really want you to listen to it because it's not just that he says it's nonsense, but guess who he blames? You're not going to believe it. So what about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's laptop? How are you going to get them to see that you are fighting for them when they're so dead the way, set against you? It's, it's, there's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden, there's a laptop. And you may, you may recall, there's also talk about four months before, there was a similar thing that somebody had, allegedly. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I mean, look, this is my son's an honorable man, and all the investigations that were done around the issue of what was going on in Ukraine, if you notice, every one of the major people who work for Trump during the impeachment, went under oath, and under oath said Biden did his job. No law was broke. Biden, this Biden, did his job. Hunter Biden broke no laws. That was the testimony, their testimony from Republicans and intelligence community people. God, he is a mind-muddled moron. He really is. And that's a depressing statement to say, I wish the president of the United States, even if he had policies that I did not, dis that I did not agree with, I wish that he was in better shape than that man. But I want to point out to a couple of things he said there. First off, you know, nothing here is true. It's all a smear, blah, blah, blah. Every major outlet and our intelligence services are saying that. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. Because there seems to be collusion between our intelligence services and the experts and then mainstream media. They just parrot all the stuff. It's a, it's a shell game. It's a, it's a funneling of lies through the entire system. So yes, you're right about that, Joe, but that's the problem in the first place. And then of course, he blames Trump as if Trump had something to do with this, that Trump somehow created this laptop situation and the emails and all that. And uh, Russians are engaged. Ah, yes. So are you saying Russians meddled with the election and tried to get Trump elected? Because if you did say that, and even if it didn't come to pass, wouldn't you be doing something about that right now? God, they lie about everything. I mean, th this is close to impeachment level stuff, right? So that him, what he just said there, I mean, basically blaming Trump, lying about the laptop. I mean, I get it that it was done before he was president, but the whole presidency now seems to be based on a lie. The whole presidency seems to be based on a lie on top of the fact that the presidency in the year plus of his administration has been a horrific disaster, by far the worst in my lifetime. And I think many people could argue this might be the worst administration in American history. In American history, this might be worse than Carter. This might be worse than some of the others a long time back. Everything seems to be collapsing. They seem to be intentionally destroying the, the system and they seem to want to usher in their great reset, their new world order, whatever it is. But please show me something that Joe Biden is doing that is pro-America, that, that is helping ordinary Americans. And actually, that's a great segue to segment three. I believe the Democrats are intentionally destroying America. Here's Joe Biden on uh, inflation and what causes it and what doesn't cause it. I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. By simply not true, he means true. 
he means totally, absolutely true. The government has a certain amount of money. Where does the government get that money? It gets it from taxes. So then there's a certain amount of money. Now we already have a huge amount of debt. So when we get money, we don't have a surplus of money. We just have potentially a little less debt, but of course with the interest rates and everything else, we're always just driving ourselves into more debt. That's why the national debt grows literally every day and it grows by, I don't know, it probably grows by hundreds of millions of dollars every half hour or something. Can we figure out how fast it grows? Like how much more debt are we in from when I start this show every day to when I end this show? Let's figure out, give me something on roughly how quickly this thing is growing. There's gotta be some calculator online somewhere with a very, very long number that's gonna ultimately crash the internet. The idea that when the government just makes up money, just prints more money, literally, it's just imaginary based on nothing, throws it into the economy. The idea that that has nothing to do with inflation or increasing the debt or screwing over our economy is completely insane. It's completely insane. It has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with basic economics and is an absolute lie. And that's why when he, I'm sick of it. That's why he's pretending to have human emotion because that's what they're really good at, right? He whispers sometimes to say certain things and I'm sick of that thing. He's doing it all based on fake emotion because the reality of the policies is what is destroying things. If he is literally sitting in a room at the big, you know, he's in the Oval Office, they got the two yellow couches and the little coffee table and he's at his desk and they got all the people in there. And if he's sitting in a room with 15 people and they're all like, yes, yes, put more money into the economy, print more money, it won't cause any inflation. It won't do anything bad to the economy. Then all of those people should be fired or should be examined mentally for not understanding basic, I think, seventh grade economics, something like that. It never ends with these clowns. Here's Elizabeth Warren. She is a fake Native American who is a senator up in Massachusetts saying that inflation has nothing to do with the policies that they're pushing. Nothing to do with these people. It's a whole bunch of other people, their problems. Simple question to you is what causes it? And if I were to read a lot of what you've said and written, uh, I would leap to the conclusion that you think the primary cause of it is corporate greed, whether it's the oil companies, whether it's software companies, whether it's food processing companies, what causes inflation? So I think the primary cause of this bout of price increases starts with COVID. But what has also happened is that now that we live in an America where there's a lot more concentration in certain industries, look at the oil industry, look at uh, meat industry, look at groceries generally, that what's happened is these companies have said, you know, we'll pass along costs, but while we're at it and everyone's talking about rising costs, let's just add an extra big dollop of cost increases to expand our profits. Liz! Okay, first off, none of this was happening under the orange man, okay? So you people took power. Your stupid socialist ideas took over and that's when the shit started to hit the fan. So was it suddenly that when they got rid of orange man and Mr. Mental Midget took over, suddenly the meatpacking people were like, yes, let's really push it now and increase the cost of hamburgers because we got rid of Trump. It's complete nonsense. The people that are pushing all of the bullshit on you and who are lying about everything and causing inflation, causing you to spend more on basic goods, causing gas prices to go up, causing hamburger meat to cost more and everything else are blaming the people who produce those things. Do you understand that? They're blaming the very people who produce those things in a capitalist society where there is competition to drive those costs down. 
But then when the government comes in, pumps a whole bunch of money and money becomes worth less, inflation starts going up. And then the companies are like, boy, we're looking at our margins right now and we have to start charging more because we're not making as much money. She is a liar. <laughs> She's a liar and a buffoon. Yeah, the meat people. I love it. The meat, it's the meat people and it's the tech people and the gas station people. You know, there's nothing worse than a greedy gas station owner. Ugh, liar, liar, fake Native American. I don't like you. And speaking of a woman I really don't like, here's AOC. We have a crisis of missing and, um, and murdered indigenous and black women in the United States. Today, I want to discuss part of this crisis that is all too often overlooked, but whose evidence shows that there's a very meaningful connection here. The correlation between fossil fuel extraction sites and abductions and murders of indigenous women across the United States. What the high hell do you even want me to say about that? What, what can I even do with this? I mean, the woman is purposely wearing big glasses to look smart. That's number one. Like she just puts on the, can I get the biggest glasses possible? The people are starting to realize I'm an idiot. Okay, yes. The big issue around fossil fuels is something related to black women and, and indigenous people being kidnapped or something like that. The, these people, they are such unserious clowns. It's extra, I, have, I have nothing else to say about that clip. Here's more. On AOC, she did a little, little, what was this, a TikTok or an Insta, I think it's an Instagram video. She's doing the Biden whisper thing now, which is even creepier than when he does it. Tell you a secret. Most people don't really know what capitalism is. Most people don't even know what socialism is. But most people are not capitalists because they don't have capitalist money. They're not billionaires. Sometimes the label doesn't matter as much as just talking about policies. That's easier to understand. Do you think people should die because they can't afford insulin? Do you think that fossil fuel CEO should decide whether the planet gets set on fire? Me neither. C word. C word. That's what she is, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it, but that's what she is. She is a liar. She is a full-blown socialist in our government. Um, and she is lying about what capitalism is. The idea that you have to be a billionaire to be a capitalist. I want you, everybody watching this right now, everyone in this room, gentlemen in this room, could we all think about our grandparents for a second and our great-grandparents who all came here from different places, whether they came from Eastern Europe or whether they came from North Africa or whether they came from Canada or anywhere else, the story of America is people who basically came with nothing, came through Ellis Island or came through some other border, came with nothing but a dream, that there was a place of freedom that was based on capitalism, the idea that if you work hard, that the government will get out of your way enough so that you can live freely. And that is the greatest, <coughs> excuse me, that is the greatest dream, just a sec, having a Hillary Clinton moment. <laughs> um, that is the greatest dream that probably has ever happened in the history of the world. And she wants to destroy that. You, these people came here with nothing, and then you had an idea. I'd like to open up a restaurant. I'd like to, sell rubber bands. I'd like to, whatever, literally anything. And you can do it here. And there's still a chance to do it here. And that's why we're still the envy of the world. And that's why these socialists never leave. So she's a liar. She's a socialist. It's an embarrassment that she's part of the government. And uh, we got to vote these people out so that we can end this national nightmare.
that we are part of. They are trying to upend the economy. They are trying to ruin the thing that is the greatest thing because they hate the thing, because they think they own the world, and they do not. They do not. But if we give it to them, they will. That's where we're at. Uh, we got a funny video related to the AOC thing that we're going to do a cold close with. But before we do that, I just want to remind you guys that the Don't Burn This Country book tour, well, first, if you want to just buy the book, straight up old school, people. The book is out on April 12th, and you can go to DaveRubin.com slash book and order the book right now. And the tour tickets are on sale right now. Orlando, West Palm, Clearwater, Florida, Raleigh, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Washington, D.C., West Nyack, New York, Brea, California, Oxnard, California, San Jose, California, Phoenix, Arizona, Denver, Colorado. And we're going to get some great guests to join us. I mentioned Dennis Prager in Brea. I think we've got Larry Elder for Oxnard. We've got Megan Kelly for West Nyack. We've got Megan McCain for D.C. We've got Benny Johnson for Clearwater. We've got Glenn Beck for Dallas and I'll be adding some more people throughout the weeks and it's gonna be fun. We're gonna mess around with the crowd. I'm gonna throw t-shirts out to you good people and maybe we'll give away mugs and other things. There'll be hugs and smiles and drinking and good times. I hope you will join us. So again, it's daverubin.com slash events and then you can find all of the links right over there. And uh, to end the show, this will be a cold close. We put together a little something in honor of Miss A.O. Thank you guys for tuning into the Rubin Report direct message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.